in last in the last episode to be released, we were dealing with similar troubles in getting going and getting things operating. You were freezing, you were in, you were out. And I used the dead time to entertain myself with some singings and to get frustrated and, and said some bad words. So many bad words that if you're an active listener and you continue to listen to last week's episode, you will find me making a boo-boo. Poppy make a boo-boo day. Hey, uh, we kind of forgot the beginning. Are you ready to get this thing started? Yeah, let's fire it up. Yeah. All right, here we go. The T-bone. <laughs> and chick brew. Let's God bless. All these years, just get it right one time. What do you want from me? 40 years they've been trying. You couldn't fire somebody if they were horrible, doing a terrible job for the veterans. And now you can say you're fired. <laughs> Okay. No one listens to radio. And now for a quick disclaimer. The T-Bone. And Chick Brew. Show is brought to you by nobody. We have no sponsors. The show is still rated G. For glorious. Wow. When I said let's fire it up, I didn't mean The audience won't hear that because I will I will auto-gain all of this and it'll be one. But that came in hot. Really hot. <laughs> I almost oh, threw my headphones off. I, I like leaned back and <laughs> we we have got to get this figured out. We have got and I understand we are traversing the ether. We are thousands of miles away from one another. What we are doing just just a few few decades ago is improbable what we are doing. We are looking at each other in real time while we speak to one another. You, you giving us your opinions and the haps of what's going on in Europe and me doing the same for Central Pennsylvania. We got a good thing here. It's amazing, but we got to get it better. Especially if the future involves seeing our, our, our wonderful faces and we do the video format because everybody's going to video format and we don't want to be left behind. Don't worry, for those of you who are only listening to us in audio, you will still be able to listen to us in audio, but there will be an additional option for people to follow along and see our smiling faces. I'm going to have to do something about this murder wall behind me. <laughs> Yes, yes, but nothing nothing a green screen can't fix. When we, I literally look like I'm sitting in the attic where I may hide the bodies. It looks like Anne know. Frank is sitting next to you. That, She's it's, not. It's like you're it's both... Not. It's just my uniforms. You're, you're both just whispering to each other loudly. You know, the loud whisper, be quiet, and everyone hears that, or the... Why is it that shush is so loudly heard across a room? You Reminds want? me of Aaron Walcott. Oh, okay. We're you, dropping names already. Do you remember him? No, not off the top of my head. I think he was a PS in Rhoda. He was my neighbor in the barracks, and that man had a powerful shush. You could hear him from outside, but he had a very loud roommate, so you could also hear him inside. <laughs> I don't know who was louder, the roommate that moved furniture at 3 a.m. or Aaron trying to get him to shut up. The For me, barracks life was simple. Because I didn't ever have to live in the barracks until I was senior enlisted. Until I had been around for a little while, I had put some rank on. So I didn't have to deal with roommates. Now, in comedy... I, I had two. <laughs> in comedy, that's different That's different altogether. I, I have traveled into a lot of places where I have not been the senior man in the room. And uh, I haven't always gotten the bed, the other bed, or the floor. All depended on where we were. So I feel for you in that I kind of understand what it's like to have a roommate, 
but not for long periods of time, not living with these people day in and day out because, you know, in the Chiefs barracks, I had my own room. And and I was okay with that. I never lived in the dorms or anything in college, so it was kind of like a first for me at 28, <laughs> like in A school, to have like a roommate that was in the same room as me and a bunk bed very close to me all the time, like boot camp, whatever. But then I became a section leader immediately so I could get my own room. That worked out well. And when I got to Rhoda, I had my own room for like the first four months and it was bliss. And then I got a roommate. And then it was bliss no more. And then she left. And then I had a room to myself for like three days. And then I moved out of the barracks. I'll tell you what's something strange that I heard recently. Our friend Lauren, a listener. Thank you for listening, Lauren. She is shipping her child off to the... Uh, Penn State, I believe it is. Uh, yeah, sound, that sounds correct. She's anyway sending her off to college. I thought you were going to say to the pen. <laughs> ah, yes. No, that's exactly what we're going to say from now on. Lauren is sending her daughter to the pen. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> this is the first time I had ever heard about being able to talk to roommates before. I believe through my daughter's college's exp- college experiences that they went to college, they were assigned a room, and that day you met your roommate. That's how it worked out. And for good or for bad, that's had who you had to deal with, that's who you had to live with, unless they were heinous and then you had to report them and then they get switched or unless they left. That's the way I understood the whole college roommate thing to work out. But apparently, in the pen, you get notified of who your roommate is in advance and you can communicate with your roommate and, and learn. Has that been your college experience for any period or... Has there any ever well, been did, a time? I didn't live in the dorm, but I did live in like a college run apartment complex. And I could talk to my roommates beforehand, but I had no say. Like I, my first roommate, Marty, MVP. She came with a dog and a boyfriend who purchased Taco Bell for everyone. Like great roommate. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I would have been I would have been the boyfriend. I, I would definitely throw tacos at everybody to spend time with, you know, the dog. Yeah. <laughs> They're still married. <laughs> Good for them. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they, they have two beautiful kids. They just went to the beach, showed all the pictures. It looked like a great time. But like a great roommate was considerate. Didn't like touch anything that wasn't hers. Like we shared the living room. But she brought a couch. I brought a TV and a TV stand. And we would watch the same things. Boyfriend, after I, because I worked in the bar, she went to the bar. They came home. Taco Bell's for everybody. Taco Bell for everybody. It was great. It was a wonderful situation. The roommate she had the audacity to graduate. <laughs> the roommate the relationship roommate. has probably got to be more developed than like a husband-wife domestic relationship. I because when it comes to your roommates, you know you're you're both two individual people without the most motivating tool in your arsenal available to you. <laughs> like, I've had roommates. I've had roommates that I've selected. I had a roommate in Bahrain. Yeah. Kenny, still one of my most favorite people on the whole planet. And, and for the most part, you can negotiate your way through. This is mine. This is yours. These are my rules. These are your rules. You can negotiate through that. But, you know, every once in a while, you get a roommate who who isn't good at being negotiated with. And it's their way or the highway and... I wouldn't pay her half of the Wi-Fi. That drove me crazy. <laughs> so I would just turn off the router. <laughs> you had a roommate who wouldn't pay her half of the, of the Wi-Fi. Yeah, in the barracks. So, like, remember back oh, in the Oh, yeah, that was so stupid. Oh, and it was, six, it was 60 euro. Yeah. So, and, you know, and it slowed everything down as soon as anyone else was on it. 
and I always stream movies in my room. And I remember I was studying for my exam. It was the day before the exam. I had off. I was studying. I was doing all the self-care things, you know, like chilling, study, relax, study, relax. And she was watching Shrek, I think. I think it was Shrek. But like at full volume all day. And I just turned off the router. (laughs) And 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 then after having not paid me for half the internet for like two months, had the audacity to come knock on my door and was like, hey, did the internet go out? And I was like, yep. oh, I turned it off. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, oh, why'd you turn it off? Well, I don't need it right now. Oh, but I was watching a movie. You owe me $60. <laughs> did that you inspire that? her to pay you? No. <laughs> yeah, then uh, that's that's a good system. I, I wouldn't even, I would have just changed the password. It was one of those weird ones where it's like built into the back. The movie star ones. Oh, that was very easy to hack. Oh, well, I couldn't be bothered. So instead, <laughs> I, I would turn it on when I was in my room. And then every time I left, I turned it off. If I remember correctly, and uh, l- ladies and gentlemen who are listening to us in Spain, let me re- let me just throw out this disclaimer right now. I'm about to tell you something. And if you use it, you're welcome. And if you use it and you screw something up, that's on you, okay? You got it set up the way it is. But I was surprised to find that the username and password for my movie star router was in English. That surprised me. I was more surprised to find that it was admin and password. My password was like, (laughs) (laughs) which is also what my password is currently something insane i am assuming it is an alien dialect that i am not i i love having to reset my router that's that's the fun and the joy so what do i do they give me a router and they give me a password i'm like sure i'll use your password the first the, the moment they're in the car as soon as they're leaving i'm reprogramming it to be my own password i don't want them having access i don't want anybody else having access they're not that hard to figure out so i immediately do mine and then the next day i have forgotten it and i am logging onto a device where it's not saved and and i gotta go into the router then i gotta find something tiny enough to punch in the hole and then you gotta hold it inside the hole for like 10 seconds and uh yeah it was uh just another friday night <laughs> i scheduled it for friday nights it was always a Friday night. Hey, I got I something. I always just put the password in my notes, and then whenever someone comes over and they're like, "Oh, can I get the?" I'm like, "I'm gonna airdrop it to you. <laughs> Let me send it to you in a text while you're still on your data." In case anyone ever breaks into my house and they want to get on my computer and look through stuff on my computer, they would just have to look at the notebook that's on on the computer on the very first page, where I just say, "Here you go." <laughs> Because, you know, when you're going through physical issues of life and death, you start thinking about these things. Did you know they make these books now that's like, uh, hey, I'm dead. Here's some things you should know. (laughs) It's so funny because my mom is the prepared one, right? Like my mom will literally survive the apocalypse because she's prepared and she'll be able to survive the apocalypse and do her taxes in the same year. It won't like nothing will face her. And every time I go home, she's like, I just want to remind you that um, this is the cabinet. These are the taxes. This is what you will need. And this is what you'll need to file when we die. And I'm like, I just got here. I have jet lag. <laughs> Please don't die. <laughs> can you can you just put a like a sticker on that drawer? Christina, look oh, here. No, they're labeled. They're labeled. <laughs> 
She is the only thing I've ever I, I, the only thing I've ever labeled in the past is like especially I'm gonna say this especially when I was living in the barracks there may have been there may have been yes there was a definite <laughs> destroy this box <laughs> do not open just do not open and. I had agreements with the people that I lived around. Like, look, dude, I have my box. Trust me. Don't look in this box. Just destroy the box, okay? And I'm not saying <laughs> just throw it in the garbage. That the doesn't count as destruction. I, I need you to destroy. Get the grill out. Get some lighter burned. fluid. <laughs> and then soaked in lye. <laughs> Everybody probably should have a box like that. Everybody should have a box uh, in case of death, destroy, do not open. I have a safe, which I even I don't even know the password to. So I think that I think that's pretty safe at this point. The password's not written down anywhere. I don't own anything valuable, so it's safe to assume that someone will just throw that away. Well, we you know we ha- we're having and then discussions. Some we'll find it in the ocean. And open it like 30 years from now and be like, oh, look, this person was super boring. Here's the deed to their home. <laughs> We're at that point in our life where we want to have discussions about the, the inevitable for all of us. And these little books, they come in a variety of colors and flavors, but they're basically all like adult activity books. <laughs> Instead of instead of instead of doing a Sudoku and a crossword, you're like, this is my bank account number, and this is this is where I hit. One of them is actually called uh, "This is uh, uh, I'm dead. This is where I hid the bodies." So as long as you have all of these forms, <laughs> if you put a funny cover on the thing, yeah, or or not, it could be serious. Someone's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I died. Here you go." I have a playlist. <laughs> Because that's the only thing I care about. Right. So, you know, we're two adults. We're having the discussion. And here's the question. You want an open casket? How how am I how am I supposed to answer if I want an open casket? I don't know the circumstances of my death. Do you want to be buried or do you want to be cremated? Uh, to be clear, I want to be buried. I want the possibility of them exhuming my body in 10 years and finding out, oh, shoot, she sure did kill him. <laughs> Because cremation is a a great way of getting rid of the evidence. If you can get away with the murder, you definitely want them cremated as quickly as possible. Because they're not going to find anything. Not only do you want them cremated as quickly as possible, like, hey, they told me their last wish was to be, uh, to have the ashes spread over an active lava flow. So, like, burn on top of burn, you're getting rid of the evidence. That's what you need to do with the box. Burn (laughs) and then into the lava. Yes, but I, I don't know how to answer these questions in these books that you buy, and I, I bought a couple of them now, and I'll be sharing my experiences as I start filling out my adult activity books. I, I'm starting to f- think about filling them out, and there's got to be a lot of leeway, you know? There's got to be, like, a lot of options. And none of them none of them are for the law. You still have to do the technical stuff. You still got to go to the lawyer. You still got to get your wills and you still got to give like a fingerprint and a blood sample or whatever you got to do. The book isn't good enough. I found out that common sense things are not good enough when I started buying friends DNR bracelets. As a joke. (laughs) And then they were wearing them as a joke and things went sideways. No, I found out from my medical personnel that if you're wearing a bracelet that says DNR, that doesn't count. 
It, and again, these were colorful, funny bracelets, and this is no way a free promotion for the DNR podcast with Ron Kane and Damian Robinson. This is not free promotion. These are do not resuscitate wristbands, colorful wristbands that I would buy friends like I really don't want you to survive. And I would give them a gift in a, in a joking manner. Well, turns out responding medical personnel uh, cannot pay attention to the uh, DNR plastic Livestrong styled bracelet. So the, these uh, these books because. about being dead and your last wishes and, and your final playlist, they have no grounds in law, okay? So there won't be any crash test dummies playing unless you get it in the will. And then the only Dude, way, <laughs> the only well, they had that song, um, won't you come to my funeral when my days are done. And that's not a bad impression. And I'm pretty oh, sure. That's like so good. <laughs> I'm pretty that's sure. That's so good. I'm pretty sure the cat, the lead singer of the Crash Test Dummies name was Brad Freeman, which was always fun to me because in Canada, I had a friend named Brad Freeman and he was not a member of the Crash Test Dummies. Well, you can start a cover band. Really good. <laughs> Are you an organ donor? I'm I, an organ donor. We have discussed this. I am an organ donor, but I've also reached the realization that my organs are not organs anybody wants. It doesn't. It doesn't so wait, matter. You can do family first. So I am an organ donor. Uh huh. With the option, if, if someone in my family needed and I, it was a match, they would have first pick. That and then. That is the smartest that, right? thing I've ever heard. I've I never heard of that before. 100%. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. So, yeah, could you imagine in the in the before times when somebody yeah. in your family died and had some usable organs, and you're on the list, but you're not on the list? Like the kid you grew up with in school, you know, dies in a <laughs> in a you know like a fastball to the brain kind of accident because it's got to be like a head injury. It's got you can't no poisoning people are allowed to give organs. You know, because they're all. <laughs> Yeah, so so I have that, which I think is great because I think that that's probably the only thing I care about as far as once I'm dead is I don't care. Donate me to science. Do whatever. I don't care if my head ends up on a spike for plastic surgery, uh, you know, practicums. That's fine with me. When I won't know. When people donate their body to science, they do not have any say in it. No, no, and, no. And all of those people at the body farm out there in uh, Willsboro, Tennessee, or Murfreesboro, Tennessee, I think it is. <laughs> Murfreesboro. And they have one at Texas State in uh, in San Marcos, Texas. Yeah. Can you imagine being like some young, hot model and just thinking that you're such a perfect specimen of life that I'm you're going to donate your body to science and you're going to be in, <laughs> you're going to be at the pen in the lab, you know, in your full glory, the, the best you've ever looked for all of eternity. And and then they just bury you in the backyard in Murfreesboro. <laughs> you can you can donate. You can put in a request to donate your body to the body's exhibit. All of those are donations. But have you read the book Stiff by Mary Roach? Uh, I was going the to read the, life of the human cadaver. <laughs> I was gonna read the book Stiff till I found out it wasn't what I thought it was. <laughs> you, then you're looking for Bonk, also by Mary Roach, which is the human life. Uh, or the curious, I don't know, but it's a curious sex of humans or something. But she writes about both of them. She, her books are fantastic. Grunt, Packing for Mars, Stiff, Bonk. But Stiff is great because it's all about, like, what happens if you donate your body to science? She interviews those people. In Bonk, 
she absolutely admits to having sex inside a, a MRI machine for science with her husband. You would probably love that book as well. She's a great author. <laughs> Worst porn ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's for science. Yeah, but I'm not getting any thrills out of that. Uh, it's just if uh, I've seen my body in an MRI and and it is fascinating to see. <laughs> that would not be fascinating or fun or entertaining. I, I would not like that, Sam. I am. I would not like that. I so, would not like my sex with scans. <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely going to need an adult reading. <laughs> no, I don't think it does. We haven't said any bad words. That's true. And we really haven't said anything foul. It's, again, not like last week. And I just want to say shout-outs to the Taney family. Thank you for listening to that disaster before I was able to get it fixed and then getting mad at me that I fixed it. I I appreciate the love-hate relationship that we have going on back and forth. Hopefully, that relationship will continue as we talk about the subject next. I, I have been inspired to do something for us because it, it's mutually beneficial and for our listeners, our fans, our family, our friends. You're moving back. Yes, I wish. Oh, God, I wish. That would be so We be so are going to start producing merch. Merch is that uh, uh, inside baseball slang there, if you will that doesn't involve baseball merchandise is something that normally uh, comedians sell in addition to sharing their thoughts and humorous observations on stage they usually have merch that they sell at the end of the show to supplement the income because the pay a comedian receives to do comedian type stuff is is generally not life-sustaining you can't make a living off of it unless you're touring 52 weeks out of the year and you've got good merch that's how you can make a living otherwise you got to be famous if you're famous you can do it otherwise you got to work so we're going to put up some merch and the merch that we're going to put up is a collaborative the audience is going to tell us i have a thought an idea can you do this and we're, we're gonna we're gonna create something and if we create it, and if they like it, they'll be able to go on to our shopping site and buy it for themselves. Of course, we're going to get our piece, and of course, we're going to put hashtag Lunsby somewhere in the image or in the wording or whatever it is. But this is an opportunity for anybody out there who's got an idea about, you know, it would be a cool T-shirt. You know, it would be a cool T-shirt that I would wear, and we will make it for you. And if it's a good T-shirt and it's a good idea, I wear it. Other people will, will get it, and other people will buy it. If you have a design and people buy the design, we'll give you a, a good percentage of any of the revenues that we receive. We're going to do free shipping, and we're going to do free. I'm going to be your designer, and I'm not that good, but I got crazy Are skills. You just drawing on T-shirts. <laughs> I got some skills. I can do some things. I can come up I with can a just design. Out at Hobby Lobby, like getting some iron-on letters and some fake flowers and a glue gun and you're like we are so beyond that we are beyond we are beyond having uh tegan iron on some stickies to a t-shirt for we're beyond that stage we're way beyond it i kind of like the idea of you making a handmade fake flower it's not that i'm not capable i am fully capable the issue has always been i suck at follow-through when it comes time to put the merchandise inside a box and put the box in a label on it and send it, that part I am not good at. 
to prove I am not good at, I have two coffee cups in my garage with your name on them. They're beautiful. They're magic. They're all black. And then you put hot liquid in them and your name comes up and our logo comes up and they're awesome. And I really like them. And one day I will ship them to you. But currently they are stuffed with protective paper in a box in the garage. I I also have some for someone else. But she's getting ready to move, so I figured I'd surprise her at her new house with the new box. So that's that's that. At least that's the excuse I'm using. So there it is. Bring them to me in New York this fall. I'm not bringing them to you. You can come get them. We're a three-hour train ride away. Spain. Yeah. So hop on home, buddy. I'm doing the long haul. I'm doing the long haul. And then you don't have to mail them. And then we could do this in person. That would require me carrying a lot of stuff. We'll figure something out. We'll think about maybe a meet halfway at a farm in Amish country. I'm into it. <laughs> Can you Turns see us trying to get this thing up and running at a farm in Amish country? <laughs> Excuse we me, Jebediah. You got to electro- <laughs> have all the electricity now. We can't even figure it out. I don't understand because I've touched nothing. You're doing fine. Right now, we are doing fine. But like, uh, like I you said, realize I'm. I have to hold my other hand onto the computer or it makes a buzzing sound. So like that was you. <laughs> yes, that is definitely you. Yeah. yeah. So every time that you're not hearing that, that's because my hand is touching my computer. I have no idea. You what's know, happening. it might. And I'm just saying, even though you heard my frustration earlier with my my Asus, it, it, it might be time for you to upgrade your computer. This is a brand new computer. It's brand new when it's doing that. Then something's wrong. I think it's, but it's also super hot. It shouldn't be super hot. To the touch, it should not be super hot. That's bad. That's a fire hazard. Well, I'm also a fire hazard. True true story. Nightmare. True story. Disaster waiting to happen. Well, before she spontaneously combusts, here's a quick reminder. If you got any ideas of what you want to see on a t-shirt, on a hoodie, on a coffee cup, you name it, you send it to me. Me and you will collaborate. I will try to put something together. I will put it up in the store. You'll start to see us putting more things up in the store that you can go to at any time. We're going to do free shipping. We're going to do we're going to do a promotional code for our listeners because other people could stumble across our wares. We want other people to stumble across our wares, but they won't understand it. You know, a lot of people like I'm thinking of, of one that's actually got Lunsby and then underneath it in smaller letters, each one of the words of what Lunsby is underneath it. Is that it? Is that an anagram? Acronym, I think, is more appropriate. No, that's that's just the letters. But when you spell it out underneath, I think that's called an anagram. Uh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm not married to a teacher. I don't get quizzed every night about the show. So, <laughs> I think that's just but I think that would be a good one. Learn. I think a big old Lunsby, and then under under L, love, and under U, U, and. Yeah, you, you understand what I'm saying. So that is one that could become popular and other people could buy it. But if you are a listener of the show, you know what the code's going to be. The code's going to be Lunsby. It's 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 not rocket surgery. So it's, it's going to be a Lunsby. We're going to do free shipping. If you design something or if you come up with the idea and I design it and it's popular, we'll cut you in on the profits. Uh, again, none of this is ever done to make profits. This is to have some fun, to create some swag, and at the same time, you know, We'll take free promotion wherever we can get it or or some promotion wherever we can get it. It's funny. The other day, me and the Esposa, again, wife and handcuffs in Spanish, we are walking around the house and both of us are wearing our hump day T-shirts. It wasn't even hump day, but we both understand the assignment. You know what I'm saying? We got we understand the assignment. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that was a, that was a good opening discussion and warm up and moving on to regular segments. Is there any particular segment that you'd like to start with first? Food. It's time to talk about cooking. And tonight prove one thing. You know f- all. Oh my Lanta. I I'm going to suffer a trauma from that one. That, I don't know what <laughs> is causing that to come in so daggone hot. Holy cow. Oh, time to talk about cooking. You, a registered dietary expert of the, the culinary species, you, you, you make food and you make food for people to consume. I also am a connoisseur of the consumption of edible products. Uh, every week we talk about food, from her professional opinion, from my, what would a non-professional person who's really good would something be called? Savant? Yes, I'm, yes, she is a professional cook. An I am an idiot savant. <laughs> and uh, each week we talk a little bit about food or the cooking experience. This week, I'm definitely talking about the cooking experience. Tell me what's going on in your little humble abode. So... Kev, one of our listeners, Kev, it was his birthday, and I like to make um, cupcakes for my coworkers when it's their birthday, and I use that opportunity to try out new recipes, try new things. I made cookie dough stuffed cupcakes because I had cookie dough. In cookie dough there. stuffed cupcakes. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's it's as good but better than you think it is. It's I don't know that I'll ever make a cupcake that I intend on eating again without cookie dough in it cookie dough it was a game changer oh yeah so good could you continue the pattern of you know like a like a turducken you got a cupcake and you got cookie dough that you need some kind of you need a fluid a jello something in the center you need a third ingredient doing a cookie dough and then a brownie batter and then a cupcake all right cookie Brownie cupcake. So turducken is a well, term. We could do a we could do a like a, a magic like the frosting and then on top of the frosting we could do like the magic dip ice cream that's like shell the magic shell that's what it is. I, that just sounds like diabetes. My teeth hurt thinking about it. Cook brown cup, turducken. Cook brown cup, cup brown cook cup. Ooh, brown cook cup. It's from the B. <laughs> BCC, which is, I was thinking BBC, and I was going to have some fun with that, but that doesn't work. So a brown, a brown cook cup instead of a turducken. You just invented something live on the air. Many, many years from now, people from all over the world, we were like, where in the heck did brown cook cups ever come from? Like they did with turducken. One day, somebody's walking around like, where the heck did turduckens come from? They're going to do this 100 years from now with brown cook cup. Where the heck did brown cook cup come from? And they'll they'll dive through the archives several thousand episodes in they'll come across this episode and be i'll be doggone it was chick brew and rota sprain that came up with the <laughs> the turducken of cupcakes i'm gonna try to make it uh, it's next on my list do this on the grill that's got the the meat flavor in the grill <laughs> no no don't 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 do that remember we had talked about if you could bake goods on the grill and you said no that wouldn't be a good idea because the aroma of meat would be in the grill and that would get into the cupcakes and as soon as you said that we started thinking hey maybe there's something to a meat flavored aroma cupcakes 
No? I, I'm positive this conversation took place with you. We did. I remember. Yeah, because I don't speak to anybody else about cupcakes. You are my SME for CC. What if we put, like, a piece of candied bacon around the cookie dough <sighs> under the brownie? Now, now you're talking, you've gone too far, okay? So you got the turducken, which is a turkey stuffed with a chicken, stuffed with a duck. And then you got the bigger version, which is like a camel stuffed with a, a pony. I don't know. There's there's a camel one. It's got three things stuffed inside it. Once you add the sugared bacon, I think you're over. You're, you're camelizing it. Ha! Ha! Not caramelizing. You're camelizing. No? I'll be back. What? I'll be back. I'm going to the kitchen. <laughs> Brown cook cup. Brown cook cup. Brown cook cup. 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 Brown cook. I can't make it. Can't make it roll off the tongue any easier than brown cook cup. <laughs> All right. Well, and, and you usually have cupcake news. I enjoy the times when it's something other than cupcakes. So this time I'm sharing with you something other than cupcakes. I I shop on the Tibu because I want to feel like a billionaire. You know, they, they sell a bunch of kooky, weird. It is if there if there was such a thing as a knockoff version of Wish. Wish. <laughs> the wish of wish. Yes. It's 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 like wish spelled with like a C and an H at the end instead of an S and an H. It's like yeah, there's something there's something kooky Witch. about it, but you're not sure, and it's just a little slight misspelling. That's what it's like uh, buying Oakley's off the street in Washington D.C. That's what Tibu is to Wish.com. I enjoy it because it's fun, and I bought a little thing on there. It's a little blonde lady, and you, you pour water in the little blonde lady, and then you put it in your microwave. And you microwave the poor little blonde lady, and she she steams, she steam cleans your microwave for you. And uh, and I, I laugh and laugh because it's like I took my wife and, and made her a miniature little microwave cleaner, and I put her to work, and I, I laughed. It was entertaining to me. And then I paid for that laughter. What are the fumes coming off that plastic? Yeah, well, I reached in to grab the little blonde lady, and boy, was she hot. That... That caused some burns on my skin. I was scalded, if you will. It uh, not recommended. Another Timu fail. Although I did shop like a billionaire, I burned like a peasant. <laughs> I do a lot of shopping at Timu. I've had some fun things. All right, like like one of the things I bought. I bought like fifty sponges that you use for doing the dishes for like twenty cents. Cause. Can they really screw up a sponge? Can they really can they really make sponges worse than a sponge? It's made of toilet paper. Nope, it's a sponge. It's it's it was one of my best purchases off Timu was a sponge. I bought Zeus's doggy necklace, a fake gold necklace. Yeah, but it's not Timu's fault that my dog's neck is too big for that necklace. It's not their fault. I bought some fake necklaces that look exactly like my necklace. So that anytime anybody want to rob me, I just I just offer them a free one. No need to catch a case, you know. I I got one in the car. I got a couple in the car for you. No problem. <laughs> free, free. I like the T-moves. If you, ladies and gentlemen, if you've shopped on and and there's those emails going around, and I know some of our listeners have shared these emails about don't do the Timu. The crazy guy on the money show screams at everything. Says Timu's bad. Okay, don't do the Timu. I, I get it. With all internet shopping, I mean, 
the Home Shopping Network has tried to get me on more than one occasion as of late. But no, it's the team of Home Shopping. You should always be careful of your online purchases. Exactly. Perfect. And Timu is no different, but I have had some fun shopping for their, like the glow-in-the-dark rocks. You buy a bunch of these and you spread them out over your rocks and they're supposed to glow in the dark. Maybe they work, maybe they don't. Maybe they only work for a few minutes and I'm not catching it in time. Right now it's summertime. I'm not up late enough to see the dark rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's, uh, that's what we do every week. We talk a little bit about food and then we go to a different segment. It could be anything but uh, this week, it's going to be... Not anything, but everything. It's the book of everything, where each week we go in and find two interesting items of naught to share with you. If the item is interesting, it will stick with you forever. True story. And... This is the one time I'll, I'm allowing you to say it. Go ahead. Elephant chins. We're talking about elephant chins. Yes, but no one can hear you. And I'm cranked. I'm, I'm thinking and talking about elephant chins. Yes. So one of our listeners this week decided to send us pictures of elephants uh, and, and claiming they couldn't see the chin on the elephant. And I think it was you who correctly responded like, uh, look at this picture. Clearly you can see. And, and the fact, for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, is the... Elephants and human beings are the only species on Earth that have chins. Now that you've heard that, you are never going to look at an animal the same way again. You're always going to be looking at an animal going, is that a chin? Is that a chin? That could be a chin. But it's not. Elephants, human beings, the only ones with chins. We've learned a lot of fun facts in the book of everything. And as I've said, if they are good, you will appreciate them. You will retain them. And one day you will win Jeopardy because of them. And that day is the day you have to write down on the final Jeopardy board. You know, like what is elephant is going to be the answer. And then you're going to have your bid. And then underneath that, you're going to be like, thank you, Lunsby. And we're going to be you awesome. You're wearing your Lunsby shirt when you're on Jeopardy. Ah, yes. They don't They don't allow you to wear name shirts. It's yeah, yeah, you're not allowed. And, and it's yeah. funny because they allow everything on Jeopardy right now. Jeopardy's kind of going woke and it upsets me. Cause I, I, I don't watch TV. It's an institution, you know. It is what it is. There's a question. There's an answer. It's very straightforward. It's, but now they've got these kids that are too feeble to stand for the 22 minutes it takes to film the show. So they put them in a chair. They got and the chair's really high. It's a high chair. And then, you know, and then they got to Cuz I really like that. They got to do the pronoun thing and you know, it gets very confusing when you're throwing out pronouns and I'm like just just keep it simple. He, she, answer, no answer. Just keep it simple. And everybody stands. If your ass can't stand, you're off the show. Anyway, <laughs> The one person still watching Jeopardy has thoughts, folks. Oh no, there's a bunch of us, and we all think the same thing. We're all we're all old school. How about this? Wait, and you all have those books that you're filling out, so make sure you put your nice. Do you have any idea what Vietnamese money is called? I don't know, but I have a banh mi sandwich coming to me tomorrow. <laughs> Well, the thing about this book is it's a little dated, so exchange rates change all the time. But at the printing time of the Book of Everything, the exchange rate in Vietnam was about 20,000 dongs to the dollar. That's another Friday night for you, huh? 
I was going on a your mother joke, but <laughs> but, too, yeah. but I, I love your mom, so I'm not going to, I'm not definitely not going to do a your mama joke on your mama, but I'm going to tell you, if anybody out there has just happened to be in a your mama off and, uh, and you're in need of some material, don't forget that the Vietnamese money are called dongs and you can get about 20,000 of them for a dollar and that's what your mama wants. Son, hey, speaking of your mama. Mosquito, son of a bee sting. I opened the window and now we're going to die. You should have never opened the window. You've taken your hand off the it's computer. I can hear the engine. It's, I'm touching it. I'm touching it. We're going as quickly as we can. So we're going quick. So Look we're shiny I am. Yes. No, we're not live. Where are we at? Oh, no. We got a lot more time to go. So you're going to have to just suffer. Oh, no. <laughs> you're the one that told me that mosquitoes kill all the people. Yes. The most dangerous animal on the planet. Good job. The most dangerous uh, thing on the planet to human beings is a mosquito. Oh, but I have found that if you I refer to them. Delicate daisy. In an Andalusian accent, they are a lot less deadly. So it's never call it a mosquito. Call it a mosquito. Mosquito. <laughs> I am a I am a delicate daisy, Tony. We know this. We are all delicate daisies and peaches and I don't know. We're all delicate. The human body is delicate. This morning I woke up to the news of five people being killed in a single accident. Pennsylvania State Police says the front left tire blew out, and that's all it takes in the that blink of an eye. The most terrifying things I, it's never happened to me but i'll tell you how close it got one time on tour our tour mosquito bit my leg i went camping for and she's dead weekend and i only got one bite i am sitting in my house and i have gotten more mosquito bites than i did on an entire week camping anywho which we haven't even talked I, about i know right i was driving one van my uh, my coworker Richard Mavachan from South Africa was driving the other van. We pull into a gas station. He says, "Hey, I want to switch vans." I said, "Fine, I don't care." We switch vans. Not even ten minutes down the road, his front driver's side tire blows out, and that was the van that I had just been driving. Which again, one of my biggest fears. He saved my life. Everyone was fine. Everyone. Everyone was fine. That's the important part of the story we need to hear. I uh, lost the left front tire on a prisoner transport from Wainimi down to San Diego. I was on the inside lane of I-5. I was doing about 80 miles an hour. But I was concentrating on driving. And when I lost that tire... I had both of my hands on the wheel. I was looking straight ahead. I wasn't distracted. And I was able to recover from the immediate, ah, and get it over to the uh, side of the road. You may have heard me tell this story before because I then made the prisoner change the tire. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to do it. Here we go. Fact number two from this week's uh, book of everything. Fact number two, feeding curry to sheep reduces the amount of methane in their farts by up to 40 percent that's hilarious because it does the exact opposite for you it does the exact opposite for humans i don't know anybody that eats curry and is like oh maybe maybe it just decreases the lethality of the farts so just the methane so they it, it is possible it's funny how math works it is possible that they're farting a hundred percent two hundred percent more than they would be without the bean curry it's just less concentrated. less methane as if that's the worry it is fun to watch you ducking and dodging over there as if you're mike tyson in the ring 
as you try to avoid the mosquitoes. I can't let go of the computer, so I only have one hand for defense. I can't even do like a proper unless it lands on my leg. It would be remiss if we didn't take the time to talk about your camping trip. So give us give us a quick rundown. Tell us about camping. Uh, well, I only got one bug bite, so that was a win. Um, actually, it was a comedy of errors, but it was super fun. <laughs> the There's two campgrounds in Portugal with the exact same name. Very similar booking photos. They are three hours apart. Oh, that only ends in one way. Yeah. So uh, the first night, we ended up uh, camping in the car, which was the plan all along. Camp in the car. Whatever. Uh, but at, at a like Tesla charger station behind a hotel. <laughs> like, not on the campgrounds. So you're glamping at a charging station. Essentially, yes. Um <laughs> Because they were like, don't come. It's super dark when you head this way. It's super dark and it's dangerous if you don't know where you're going. So we're like, oh, okay, that's fine. Found a charger, charged up. Went to sleep. I had the best sleep. <laughs> I slept like a baby. Sun rose, eye rose. I felt good. We got up, packed all the stuff up, hit the road. Uh, having having never slept in an electric car, I've, I've got questions, and I think other people may have questions, so I'm going to ask them. Okay. Do you keep the car running while it's charging? Conditioning on. So you're well, you, charging? You, yeah. We didn't leave it plugged in all night because you'll get idle fees. So what's an idle fee? Up. So if you are sitting at a charger with it plugged in, uh-huh. you filled up to where you say you want to fill your car to. Uh-huh. Um, if you leave it there plugged in, you're hog in a space they charge you an idle fee and it depends the price depends on where you are and what what the rate they've decided for that for that charger but if you just disconnect the charger you can still take the space right and then you can burn up all the electricity while you're sitting there and then plug it in again in the morning to make sure you got a full charge well there was like 12 chargers so there's really no need to do that plus i don't want to sleep next to where every people people are pulling in i'd be like sleeping at a gas pump you know what i mean that's exactly what it would be like that's how i picture it so so, yeah, we moved to where there were less lights and less traffic. And then in the morning, we topped up and then we left. And I'll tell you, so we drove from Rota to Pontevedra, Spain, which is north of Portugal. $75 round trip. Okay, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that was. And we slept in the car with the AC running because it was 90 degrees. When I saw pictures, it looked as if you were sleeping in the front seat, the back seat, and the trunk. No, just in the just in the the back seats lay down. So we laid the back seats down. Um, had some camping like little camping mattresses and like packed like ruck pads. Laid those down in the back. Threw a sleeping bag over it. So, so in order for the back seats to lay down, they have to lay down in the trunk. Like our feet were in the trunk and our heads were in the back seat. So you were sleeping in the trunk and in the back seat. Yes. And all the like. I've never slept in a car like that. It was fantastic. I I've always slept in the seat reclined as much as it would recline. Oh yeah, no, this was way better. Way better. I've also slept in the seat reclined, but you like can't sleep on your side really well. Well, (laughs) air shift in the way. Be glad you have a small spouse because that. (laughs) I do, do. but I will say that that spouse um, is wiggly. I don't move in my sleep. Oh, really? <laughs> I stay exactly. I stay exactly 
when, once I fall asleep, that position is the same position I'm going to wake up in. Oh, no. I am chasing Billy D. Williams all night long. Nope. It's like straight up dead. I don't move. That's it for me. That's where I'm going to be. Interesting. I I doubt there's anybody else out there in our listening audience who does that. I think the natural, normal thing everyone does is adjust throughout the night. From well, you know what? I have stress in my sleep. So I don't know what to tell you. I'm not saying that it's an ideal situation. This is why you don't have any teeth left. Up. You're just grinding them all in one position all night long. Yeah, no. Uh, it's funny because my whoop said the first night we slept in the car, I had no stress. My stress level was like a flat line. Every time I sleep anywhere else, it's like. I'm in medium stress the whole time. Who my, is more stressed? My favorite part of this room? story is the, is the thing that you don't know, is that the campground operators are in on it. They are in on it. They've got two campgrounds. They're both three hours apart. They have similar names. They have similar brochures. They have similar pictures. And no matter which one you go to, the they're going to send you to the other one. And the operators are dying with laughter every time they get to pull this trick on people. I think it's awesome and hilarious. That's not even the funniest part. What is? So we go, we get there, and we're going to go to this waterfall. There's no water at this waterfall. It looks like someone has like a. It's at the other water park. It's at the other park. (laughs) But we're like we're following the instructions. Uh, There's no. Turn on. Turn off. (laughs) There's no instructions on how to get there. They're just like this is the address. These are the coordinates. Go there. So we go there. Um, Local guides in Google Maps are like, when you get there, there'll be three paths. There were four paths. You will take the one on the right. You will take the one on the left. Two complete opposite directions. Oh my God. <laughs> so I was like, and this is how they murder people. What is my dog doing? Is your hand on the computer? Yes, my hand is on the computer. Oh, that's a different noise. Oh, super. So we'll go to the waterfall. There's no water. We climb around. It's super fun. We have a great time. Get in the car, head back to the campsite. The campsite offers dinner for tw- a dinner and the place they make wine there. So a dinner and a wine tasting, $25 a person. Fantastic. The salads, there's two different salads. They were delicious. For the main course, it was lasagna. They said lasagna. You are going to be so offended when I tell you about this lasagna. I'm not. I, I, I lived in Spain, too. I know. <laughs> Wait, you're in Portugal. Portugal is actually good at making food. Not here. No, not at the campground <laughs> of so joy. About it. I'm so mad about it. So um, after they bring these like super delightful salads and like we're eating tomatoes off the vine, they're like, oh, we hand rolled this pasta and um, all the vegetables are from the garden. Da, 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 da. There's an egg in it. There's an egg in the lasagna. Peas, mushrooms, bacon or yeah, ham, like sliced ham and pork. That's a breakfast Maybe. lasagna. It was disgusting. Um, <laughs> I was so mad. And he, I, I'm trying to be super polite and, you know, just hold it together. So you have this bizarre lasagna, like half of a romaine lettuce head. And then on top of the lettuce, they put this like mayonnaise drenched noodle pasta salad on top of it. It was so disgusting. <laughs> so mad. 
My Hell the, sweating. I'm so mad just thinking about it. You know, one of the facts of life is you got to get out and you got to do stuff and you got to do different stuff and you got to try different things. And when you get bad things like that, the positive portion is it helps you appreciate the the better things in life. If you get if you get a bad cookie at this place, it just makes you realize how all the other cookies that you've had or brow cook cups that you've had along the way are just so much better. That it's called a callback. We don't do a lot of those, but we sure enough try. We uh, are now going to cut to a commercial. Hey everybody, it's T-Bone. Did you know you can listen to the Lunsby show on the iHeartRadio app? The team at iHeartRadio has created two new features on the app. You can now auto-download to your device and be notified when other new episodes are released, all for free using the iHeartRadio app. And you can listen to The Lunsby Show from anywhere. iHeartRadio. Discover music, radio, and podcasts you'll love. And now it is time for headlines from around the globe. Do you have a headline for me? Of course. Flight delayed after bear escapes from Cargo Creek. <laughs> there is a mother trucking bear on the plane. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why Phil Cosby's so mad. <laughs> the, I'm sorry. Say the headline again. Flight delayed after bear escapes crate in cargo hold. Flight delayed. Delayed. Not canceled, not set on fire. Flight delayed. How does that work, ladies and gentlemen? Bing! <laughs> Bing! Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. This is your uh, pilot speaking. There's uh, going to be a slight delay today. Uh, uh, one of our circus bears is uh, somewhere in the cargo hold. We we, we don't know where he is. Uh, we'll uh, we'll keep you posted as uh, as uh, updates are given to us. Uh, thank you, uh, and please keep your seatbelts on. Um, well, uh, sorry again, ladies and gentlemen. If you're on the uh, left side of the plane, if you could just pull down your blinds, it appears that uh, one of the people looking for the bear cub uh, has been mauled and uh, quite viciously. And what you see on the wing, I'm not trying to give you a color play-by-play, but is actually the remnants of the worker that was looking for the cub that was in the cargo bay. Again, thank you for your attention. If you need anything, talk to your stewardesses, and please keep your seatbelts on. That is all. It's just series after series of announcements because it's a bear. How does a bear get lost in the cargo hold unless it's climbing through the cargo hold into the passenger compartment? Could you, I mean, this plane should have been evacuated. That is what you do when there's a bear loose in the cargo hold of an airplane. You don't delay it. You don't throw some peanuts at some people. You get the people out of the kill zone. Because the, somebody somebody uh, loaded a bear into the cargo hold and then went down to his boys and said, hey, man, you know, I just loaded a bear into that plane. Like, you didn't load no bear into the plane. I loaded a bear. L- let me show you. And they go up and the, and the cage is empty. Now he's got two choices. He could let that plane leave, which is what he should have done. He could let that plane leave with the bear loose in the cargo hold or 
he can notify the captain, who sensibly delays the plane while he demands these guys go find the bear. Where does it give any details in the story? Was the bear located in the plane, or was it like in a Build-A-Bear inside the mall? Was it was it walking through the tax-free kind of? Uh, checking out the different spritzes of perfumes available. Where did they find the bear? Well, first, when I read you that headline, where do you think this happened? Oh, Russia, 100%. That wasn't my first guess. My first guess was right. I was like, oh, this is Dubai. <laughs> Immediately. Oh, <laughs> yes. It's someone's pet, 100%. And I looked at it, and yeah, it was absolutely Dubai. Iraqi Airways uh, said it wasn't to blame for the bear's escape and that the aircraft's crew worked with authorities and United Arab Emirates to, uh, which was dispatched, which dispatched specialists to sedate the animal and remove it from the plane. So the bear didn't even make his flight. There's a video clip, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if there's a video clip, uh, post that link to this uh, episode when we post it up. Oh, there it is. All right. (laughs) Do you have a second headline for me? I do, but hold on, let me send you this bear. <laughs> first things first. Oh, but also, I do have a second, uh, I have an update on another escaped animal. Oh, we don't do updates, but I'm interested. It's funny. Texans wrangle Willie the rodeo goat following wild week-long chase. You got a so, rodeo goat. Why does he look like my dog? <laughs> you got a rodeo Why goat really out there who escaped from the rodeo yep and for a week Probably. they were chasing the goat yep this feels like the beginning of a pilot for a cartoon it, it feels like they could do a lot with this a, a week of trying to chase a goat but yet they found a bear in the desert on an airport in like an hour Hopefully. But then again, that bear was in the cargo hold. It it couldn't really go anywhere. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. Was living his best life. All right. Cue me up for the next one. Mom refuses to get rid of her daughter's head lice because she's vegan. It just, I you, you don't often render me speechless, but the stupidity that exists in our world today has the ability to render me with th- that man without speech, at least temporarily. Lice. The bear seems less ridiculous. Uh, lice is a creature. Uh, come on, vegans. I mean... We get it. You're better than all of us. You're just so incredibly awesome. We get it. But can there be a line? Can there be a line that makes sense? Like, if it isn't visible to the naked eye, can we go that line? Do they feel the same? Bacteria. Is there a high probability that every vegan chick has crabs? And even though she could get rid of the crabs, she won't because those microscopic little buggers are, they've got feelings too. Is that is that why they all smell like patchouli? Is that why vegans are so hated? They're just a bunch of lice infected, crab infected. Is our crabs just lice for the the, the nether regions region lice, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the technical term starts with a p i 
I almost want to call it pulling a Ron Kane. I have a story I want to tell you, but I cannot tell you on air. Cannot tell you on air. <laughs> That's fair. There are more and more stories that are becoming like this where I have a great story that I want to share and I censor myself, not because I'm afraid. It's just I am... We have a certain type of show. We have our audience expect a certain plateau yes there there is a line we know where the line is and we can go up to the line but this this involves me here this involves me outside of here where i am telling jokes to people to make them laugh there a lot of people have to die before i could tell some stories which is you know becoming more and more probable as time goes on that people are starting to die off and i'm like okay now i can tell that story or now i can tell you this story but there's the possibility out there you know, I've lived a long time and I know a lot of people. There's a possibility that I, I'm in some wills. And I, I don't want to lose the possibility of getting granddad 65 mu- immaculate Mustang or something like that. Something that somebody who's dying is willing to give me. I don't want the opportunity of throwing that away for a two-second laugh. Like, let me tell you this. Blah, 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 blah. He, 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 he. And there goes my Mustang. Just, whoo. It's gone. Or there goes my million dollars or whatever it may be that someone wants to will me. Because <laughs> I think that's probably what the list consists of. At this point. But uh, when it comes to vegans, we have we have listeners that are vegans. Do and we I believe I don't believe that they would go that far. So you believe our listeners who happen to be vegan are willing to take care of crabs and lice. By the most expeditious means possible. I don't know if expeditious was the words I want to use. What's what's the word I want to use? Effective. No, more angry than effective or expeditious. It's expeditious. It is fast. There's a word out there that I am looking for. If you know what the word is, I want to say, I'm pretty sure it's an E word. <laughs> Call us now on the hotline. We don't even have a hotline anymore. removal. What's that? Wait, I, I, I firmly believe it would be an enthusiastic removal. Enthusiastic, yes. And we've we've had that discussion before about, you know, some of my racist tendencies are usually against white people because of the way yeah, I kind of grew up. And I would never sit to white people on the subway because they could they they could have lice. And, and lice can jump from white hair to white hair. But uh, if you don't sit near white people, you never have to worry about that. True story. Uh, those, no, that's uh, one headline. And, no, two headlines. You got us both headlines. You got uh, vegans with lice and, and, and a bonus. What do you say we go ahead and uh, move on to birthday boost? week we do the same thing uh we do we do all of the same segments and we have the same discussions and it changes a little bit and we entertain each other but every week we reach out to those of our family friends listeners entertainers whoever they may be that are having birthdays in the week of our taping and we share with them this thing called a birthday boost if you are amazing and you deserve it we will give you a birthday boost if you are not amazing or if you deserve it but you're not quite as amazing we'll give you this thing called an honorable mention as always Chick Brew, you go first. So, you know, it's like really weird when you uh, are old and (laughs) people who were young children and you knew them as children and then they grow up to be adults and you meet them again and they've grown into like a really good person. (laughs) 
that happened recently. One of uh, one of the DGF kids has since graduated college and was traveling around Europe. And I was, you know, we were doing some traveling, and she came and she took care of my dogs. Oh, and you know how particular I am about my dogs. Aren't, aren't we all? And she did a great job. And uh, awesome. Did you tell me her name? I'm gonna say it in just a second. Oh, okay. You may remember the barbers. I don't know, maybe not. But Natalia Barber uh, took really good care of my dogs. In fact, when she left, Granger laid on the couch and pouted, would not roll over for a tummy rub. Rupert sat looking out the window, so disappointed. Didn't care that we had just gotten home. Only concerned with the fact that she was not here <laughs> anymore. So Natalia. Again, thank you for taking care of my best buddies and happy birthday because you deserve all of the greatest things. I'm going to tell you for reasons that I can't explain here, Natalia, one of my favorite names. Really like that. Rush used to do that thing. It's like a, one of his top 10 favorite names. No matter who the female guest calling in, he would say the same thing to everyone. But uh, in all honesty, uh, Natalia is one of my favorite names. And this week's birthday boost for me, I think this is going to be a new one, one we've never done before. Amber Carpenter White was our neighbor in uh, Hubert, North Carolina. Hubert being right outside the back gate of Camp Lejeune. Her and her uh, amazing husband, Dan, they lived right across the street from her. And just uh, amazing people, wonderful people, awesome people. And we haven't seen each other in a very very long time but she does listen to the show and she she contributes to the facebooks and entertains us her and her husband are both very entertaining and, and i enjoy them and they're amazing people and an amazing family so uh, miss amber carpenter white i'm wishing you nothing but the biggest the brightest and the best and the happiest of birthdays so i hope you enjoyed your birthday boost who you got next for the birthday boost I don't know if you remember a while back, I reconnected with a friend of mine that I hadn't spoken to because we were both Navy kids, um, lost track of her in the age of paper letters, hadn't seen her since I was in third grade, found her on Facebook. It's her birthday. So it's been many, many years since I've had an opportunity to wish her a happy birthday. Um, unfortunately, no birthday parties or party bags this time around, but Alexis Akers, happy birthday. I hope you're having a wonderful day. I uh, got to check the tape on that one, but I believe you said the same thing last year for Alexis. <laughs> or if not, I, I think you have given I her. Know we've talked. Oh, no, I know we've talked about her, but I don't know if I've done a birthday boost for her. What would be That's the right. catalyst? What, what would be the catalyst for us to talk about her? Other than her birthday. I'm pretty sure because I was super excited when I found her. That is very possible. Because Carrie posted, sent me a picture of like, we had written a list of band names. This is what our band is going to be called. And her name was on it. And I searched it. And then I found her. And I do remember talking about that because I was very thrilled. We did. We did talk about it. Uh, my uh, second birthday boost and final birthday boost of the week goes to a, a, an old co-worker of mine. So it seems like there is a version of this man in just about every security department I've ever worked in. If there were civilians, 
there was always the Southern gentleman. There was always a young Southern gentleman who was just nice to everybody and was polite and was a joy to talk to. And I, I have one of those in my current security department. And I had one of those in Kings Bay many, many years ago. And I think he was the first one where I started to see this trend. I had been in a couple security departments before uh, Kings Bay. But when I first met Robert Berkey, I was like, oh, this is a nice polite southern gentleman you know he was very professional he's very good at what he did and like all of these robert Berkeys that i've met along the way in other security departments these are people you're just naturally drawn to you're just they're so nice they're so polite they're so cordial and they're and friendly and they're they're kind of what i would assume we want everyone else to be now we can't it'd be boring if we were all robert Berkeys, but you gotta have a robert Berkey in your life you gotta have uh, some Robert Berkeys out there to make everybody else realize that that is the genre of human. That is the genre of human that you should aspire to be. <laughs> I want to be like people like him. I want to be a Robert Berkey. I'm not, and I'm aware that I'm not, but deep down in the recesses of my brain, deep down in places you don't talk about in parties, I want to be him because he's just that freaking amazing. And if that's not the best birthday boost I've given this year, I don't know what is. Robert Berkey, I'm wishing you nothing but the biggest, the brightest, and the best. Happy birthday, my friend. I miss you, and I wish you nothing but the best. And who falls in your honorable mention list this week? Becky Haygard, uh, William Baker, Aaron Painter, Zaid Vadness, Lindsay Gutierrez. She was a big fan of ours when she was stationed here. Uh, Jenna Keener, Cody Kincaid, Jason Amati, and Alan Nemo. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Kent Vaughn, one of my sailors from Korea, Ronan Foley, living there in the uh, Costa del Sol, one of my, uh, one of my hasher friends. Jose Cabretta, one of my friends from Iraq, and we've served together there. Justin Wilson, who's uh, serving in his own version of Iraq when he's in Philly every day. <laughs> uh, Linda Edmond, Ken Mayo, Shannon Hall, Bill Randall, Jason Kugel, and Woody Adams are going to round out this week for uh, Yeah, they're going to round out this week for me. Woody Adams, a very funny man in his own right. I am surprised that old Michael Lantron was not in your list of people for birthdays. Well, he wasn't in your list. Yes. Know. Yes, he is. I'm saying him right now. Uh, old Lanny, as you would call him. Lanny. Old Michael Lantron celebrating his birthday during the week of this recording. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, we wish you all, whether you're an honorable mention or a birthday boost, we wish you all nothing but the biggest, the brightest, the, the biggest, the brightest, and the bestest of uh, birthdays. And that is everything we need to do to uh, make a full episode. I uh, start the ending of the episode every week the same way, reminding you, ladies and gentlemen, to just be the best person that you can be and if you were a great person today be an even better person tomorrow and don't forget that you are loved thank you for listening to t-ball and chick brew if you enjoyed that show you should check out the darrell mclean show independent media that won't reinforce tribalism we have one planet and nobody's leaving so let's reason together you can find the darrell mclean show at the same place you actually listen to this show give it a shot give
It's funny because I see you mouthing in the closer. I saw you mouthing the opening. It's uh, hey, we we make some some memorable radio. Well, it's still radio to me. I know we're not on radio anymore, but it still feels like radio. Just a just a different style of radio.